Welcome to the Public Speaking Experts Podcast with Elliot Kay and Jose Ucar. Every week we bring the tips, tools, and strategies for you to become a world-class public speaker. We bring you guests, experts, and authorities in the field of public speaking to enrich you and enhance your public speaking journey. Remember to subscribe, rate, and comment. And now, please welcome your hosts, Elliot and Jose. What? What? Yes. Yes. Jose. Jose. Hola. Hola. We are back. What a break. We've taken a break. Uh, we've taken more of a break than we took a bit more of a break. What a, and now... what a break you've taken, buddy. What a break you've oh, taken. Don't you I've been here. Me. I haven't uh-uh. been anywhere but working. Oh, Just holding you don't it get on. to throw that holding at me. Holding the fort. I'm going on holiday. I'm going on holiday. I've been speaking my greatness. You know, look at my hair. Yeah, I'm right. all messy because I've been You've just been working sleeping my... your greatness. I've been sleeping my greatness as well. I did a bit of that today. Yes. Go ahead. Yes. I'm back. And I'm here. And I'm not going to lie sure? about it. I also, I also did something, though. I mean, look at my button. I never do this one up, but I did it because oh. of our guest today. <laughs> Oh, really? You did your button up. Now, oh, for yeah. those listening, oh, yeah. they were, oh, yeah. he's actually got his button. He looks a bit chavvy, really. He's like, he looks a bit... <laughs> anyway, we won't go there right now, I'm, and we'll explain look, in if, a Imagine, I'm, I'm Venezuelan, Elliot, and I'm going to start by saying that that is a bit racist, I'm going to say, okay? So over <laughs> to you. I'll leave you with that one. <laughs> how, how does being called a bit chavvy translate to racist? I think every episode... You, you somehow call me a well, racist. because you always, you always play that card. Yeah, you give me the alert. I think this is very alarming, right? Because I'm a bit, yeah, I'm a bit sound scared. Alarm. So what I'm going to no, do now okay, is carry on, is just carry on speak. with the introduction. No, no. Yeah, please. <laughs> I'm not speaking now. Well, welcome to the Public Speaking Experts podcast. Yeah, well, be careful. I mean, nowadays it is a very sensitive and it's also sensible and all of those things. Woo-hoo! So be careful calling me calling me that, especially because I'm Venezuelan and, you know. That's I'm, not I'm what I said person, at yeah. all. You know, one day oh. someone's going to crop oh. all the clips, put them together, release them, and then I'm going to get cancelled. <laughs> and it'll be your fault. I hope you realise that. And it's going to be, what is the podcast about? Racist. Mm-mm. Racist. Mm-mm. <laughs> yeah, welcome Jose. to the Public <laughs> Speaking Racist podcast. Oh, <laughs> you, <no>. need to, <laughs> you need to stop pulling that card. Like you need to just stop using that. And I can't well, believe you, you you're need, only using. You need to right. stop calling okay, me names. Flip it? Look, let's flip it. Yeah, you're only let's doing that. You're only saying that. Flip it. You're only saying that because I'm Jewish. Oh, <laughs> you're so racist. Oh, you're only accusing yeah. me of being yeah. racist because I'm Jewish. Yeah, and Rachel. What, 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 now, I'm... what have you got against Rachel? No, I oh, I see. About... Anything against Rachel? I do have everything against you, buddy. And we're oh, going to yeah. talk about that on the next podcast. <laughs> oh, we're going to okay, call so it Why Jose is Being Racist. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's do this. Sozo, Rachel, welcome to the Madness as the Public Speaking Expert podcast. Woo. Thank you very much. And on today's podcast, I'm super excited. We have a stylist with over 25 years experience of styling celebrities both in the celebrity world in the business world in the tv world in the theater world never in the podcasting world so today we have an exceptional opportunity to learn how to dress to impress as a speaker and how to influence the audience through what you wear and i'm very excited i've had the pleasure of working with rachel rachel gold for those who need a last name and she is gold she is gold with her tips with her advice with her videos with her instagram with her tiktok with her knowledge, with her humility, 
and <laughs> just as an incredible, amazing human being. Rachel, welcome to the Public Speaking Expert Thank you podcast. Much, How are welcome. you? Uh, yes, I'm very well. Thank you. I've had a great summer. It has been super busy because actually I think what happens in the summer, although I normally have a certain amount of work, all of the other stylists, they all go away on holiday, whereas I'm a workaholic and I stay here and I get all of their work. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> Unlike Jose, who always goes away, right? Jose, I always got, goes I got away. so many of, I got so many of Elliot's clients since he's been away. He always <laughs> takes this break every year, so no, I know, I know exactly when he's going away, and I just get hold of all of them. Oh yeah, Jose, we're going to work with you. You're much cooler. You, that's a racist thing to say. <laughs> oh no, another racist. <laughs> I know. We need to nip that in the bud. So, so I hope you're not too put off by the madness that is the beginning of the Public Speaking Expert podcast. Uh, we're super excited to have you here. So do you want to just tell us a little bit about your journey to becoming a celeb uh, stylist? And, you know, because I've had the pleasure of working with you and I've seen, obviously I've seen your, your Instagram videos. I'm not on Instagram anymore. I think you, we all know why, because they're scumbags, but that's not the matter. And, uh, but I've seen your TikTok videos and I know you and I know your eye and I know your ear for style. So tell us a little bit about how you arrived here. I have been a stylist. I guess I've been a stylist since I was about 10, from styling oh, wow. my mum's dog to the neighbours next door to going to jumble sales, which, of course, jumble sales, the word jumble sales is so old now that a lot of like, oh, yeah. young people don't know what that means. It means Jose, do you know what that means? and getting the clothes, altering them and putting them on everyone. I went to New York when I was 19 oh. and I worked with a record label and basically I was a singer myself. So oh, I wow. used to style myself and then everyone on the label as well. So that's kind of like really my early journeys into style and fashion. Interestingly, my father actually used to dress my mother rather than the other way around. And she oh, had wow. the most fantastic wardrobe full of the most divine clothes. And I always used to go with them whenever they'd go shopping. So I guess that's where I got my first kind of inspiration into clothing and actually the impact that clothing can make. Wow. So by the way, Jose, just, you know, jumble sales isn't a dish of McDonald's. It's yeah. where people <laughs> used to get together and sell things all like it's, yeah. It's it's a bit like eBay, but in real life, and people have yes. tables, and just so you know, in case Thank you thought it was like yes. a, a no, big. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't like know. I'm, I'm, I mean, you are from Venezuela, so I wouldn't expect you to. <laughs> Thank know you. That. Yeah, no, I'm I'm also very young, so I wouldn't know what jumbo sales are. Do they still do jumbo sales? <laughs> Not really. The car boot sales still exist. I haven't seen much of a jumble sale lately. Have you? No, no. I mean, look, they still have them in church halls. And, of course, now it's all very trendy to go thrift shopping and to go secondhand shopping and to repurpose clothes, which is, you know, part of what I do, actually, within my services. I actually take people's clothes away and then either give them to other clients or we do swaps or I sell them for them. So, you know, it's all about really being conscious of what we do with our clothing and how we style it, you know, how you can put it together. Because it's shocking to actually discover that 80% of the time people are only wearing 20% of their clothing. You know, and this yeah, includes I remember you telling me that. You know, when I'm dressing celebrities, they get given so much stuff that it just goes into the abyss, you know, the huge mountain of clothing. 
So, you know, styling and the way that you style yourself and the impact that you make on the world by what you wear is so important. And I think a lot of people mm. really are not aware of that, particularly when you're doing things like public speaking or interviews or something that's really important where you need to make an impact. Yeah. I mean, if you look at Jose's wardrobe, he, he's really only got one or two things. So he doesn't, he's not included in this conversation. But for the rest <laughs> of us to have more than, you know, more, more items of clothing, there's pro- it's probably 80% of his wardrobe is that top. And the other 20 is, is, is a long sleeve version okay, of between, it. I do, I do my bottom <laughs> up and sometimes I don't. So it makes a huge difference. <laughs> I see that he's got the top button, so he's in the top button club, and he's also wearing a very good colour for him. So that's important. Oh, you see, we're going to get into that in a minute. But before we get into it, on a serious note right now, I remember when we did some work together and you talked about how clothes influence confidence. And I remember us, you know, when we were working on your your speech, on your intro, and that fascinated me because I remember particularly that you were talking about a presenter you're working with who was very established, who was very accomplished, yet every single day she was turning up to work uh, with anxiety and stressed out, and she was insecure. In, or it might be a him. You can correct me. It might be a him in their own skin. And you, you talked about how by changing what they wore, the anxiety went down, and they actually yeah. became much more comfortable in front of a camera. And this is someone that's highly established and highly recognized. We're not going to say names today, um, not in this instance anyway. Um, no. But tell us about that. I mean, tell us, because I know this from working with speakers, that they wear what's on brand and they wear kind of what's expected of them. So tell us the impact of miswearing something and the impact that has on your confidence and why is that so? Look, there's a lot of this um, holding on to things. A lot of people cling to clothes that no longer fit them or suit them because the association with the certain item may be something that's good or it may be something that's bad. The majority of people don't actually know what their body shape is, and that's both for women and men. So then they're wearing clothes that don't suit them, that they feel uncomfortable in. So when they wake up in the morning, the first thing that they want to do is get ready, but actually they've got all other things on their mind, but they can't find anything to wear because they actually don't have anything in their wardrobe that will go together well because it's the wrong size or because it's the wrong color. And so this leveling of anxiety immediately starts as soon as they wake up and they go to their wardrobe and think, right, what shall I wear? Ah, I can't find anything to wear. Oh, hang on, I'll grab that tent, you know, so they then end up wearing something. Normally it's black, um, even though we're in a world of color at the moment. Normally it's something that's the wrong size, so then they leave the house not feeling as confident as they should do. So this kind of ricochets off into their behavior because they're wearing something they don't feel confident in. They then look at others and think, do I look bad do they look good um you know why aren't people talking to me why is someone always talking to them or is it because they look better than me so there's all this comparison and when we can actually discover a what our body shape is what size suits us what fits us well this will automatically improve our confidence it's a matter of actually finding your own identity rather than looking at someone on a magazine or looking at someone else in the office or someone else on stage and thinking i want to look like them the important thing is to look like yourself and the best version of yourself so how do we do this 
That's the next question, isn't it? No, that's <laughs> not the next question. Uh, but we will get to how we do this. Um, the next question is going to be, so how no, much hold of on this a second. is... My next question, quickly, Rachel. How, how would you describe Elliot's body shape? I'm very curious about that. Is he like well, Elliot, Elliot at the moment? Elliot at the moment is sitting down, so I can't see. I'll answer in that okay. way. <laughs> um, but the question I was going to ask before I had that question: how much? How much of these thoughts are conscious, or is it is it predominantly unconscious? The thoughts, as in the comparison program, they're looking better than me. I mean, because again. You, you see this in really what we would, a lot of people, a lot of our listeners would see peak performers, people at the top of their game that really dress great. You know, I know you work with a particularly famous uh, car racer, right? One of the best in the world. Yeah. How much of these kind of insecurities are, 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 are very conscious thoughts versus unconscious in your experience? It depends who we're speaking about. Um, women tend to look at these things very differently than men. Um, mm -hmm. The market is massive now for men's clothing anyway. Um, and to be fair, I think that, that men get an easier job of it because with a guy, you know, you've got a suit, you've got a shirt, you've got a tie, you've got some knitwear and some casual trousers. Whereas with women, there's all this el other elaborate stuff that goes on, you know, with, with jewelry and with accessories. Right. And, you know, my big question to people is always, who are you actually dressing for? I think mm. that we know scientifically that generally women are dressing for women, even though they've always said, oh, no, I'm dressing for guys or I'm dressing for someone, you know, of the same sex who I'm attracted to. But actually, it's not true. Women are dressing for women and women can be incredibly critical of each other and self-deprecating, whereas a guy will say, mm, yeah, okay, I'll just put that T-shirt on. And it's the same T-shirt he's been wearing since he was <laughs> like 19. <laughs> and there's no one to tell him, hey, that doesn't really look good. You shouldn't really be wearing that. But uh, as I said, I do think it's easier for men to dress. Um, and I think consciously or subconsciously depends what business you're in. If you're in the entertainment okay. business generally you're dressed by someone else anyway so you don't have that problem you have the natural insecurities of being on stage and of wanting to be on stage and of wanting to be loved by others so that within itself can create a whole set of issues mm -hmm. when you're in an office it depends who you're surrounded by you know if you've got particularly stylish people around you sometimes you can copy them and you can get the same effect which is a good thing um, but, you know, it really does depend what your own experience is of clothes. Sometimes someone's been told by their parents, oh, don't get dressed up like that. You know, you look ridiculous or don't wear this or don't wear that or you shouldn't wear this. You know, so there are a lot of these sort of childhood things that have a huge effect. And we can actually spend our whole life trying to recover from those things. Right. So what you're saying, it's a bit of a blend, really. And it can be industry specific as well as gender specific um, yeah. when it comes down to these these thoughts, this comparison program. When we yeah. come to speakers, right, and I'll hand over to Jose in a minute. When it comes to speakers and how speakers dress, something I emphasize when I work with people um, and I work with speakers is, is the importance of detail, how everything matters, and I think that a lot of speakers don't spend enough time working out what really magnifies them on stage. 
uh, and what yes. actually swallows them up on stage. Because again, when we get into the how, you're going to give some of these tips away. But I know, for example, in certain colors, when you're on a big stage, your face will disappear slightly yeah. versus magnify. But also what you wear, the shiny objects, not shiny objects, the kind of color, the shape of your body will all be altered according yeah. to what you wear. And in your experience as a stylist, having worked with people who speak, do you find that speakers don't give this enough attention or are you finding the ones you work with are really conscious of it? I think it depends um, culturally who we're speaking about. The Americans, I think, have a totally different way of dressing. And I mm -hmm. think sometimes um, people leave this to the very last moment. They're so involved in what they're going to be talking about and they're so involved in the nerves of it and the anxiety that the very last thing they think of is, oh, quick, what am I going to wear? The mistake that a lot of women wear make is that they wear shoes that are too high. So they're staggering uh -huh. onto the stage and they're feeling uncomfortable. And it's really uncomfortable. So if they're doing a long talk... Right. Yeah. 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 You know, and I mean, and, and quite frankly, if you're wearing very high heels, it completely and totally changes your posture immediately than, you know, rather than if you're wearing flats. So, you know, all of this is body language as well. Same thing with guys. You know, get, you get guys and they'll run out and they'll, they'll buy a suit and the suit doesn't fit them properly. You know, it would be so much better to go to the shops, buy a suit, take it to a, a tailor or to a somewhere who somewhere where they can alter it and get it to fit you properly because otherwise you know you're schlocking across the stage you know in this huge okay. huge suit and rather than looking dapper and put together you know you're looking sort of a little bit like the honey monster going across the stage <laughs> and, and that doesn't work either Although yeah, within yeah. saying that look at people how they behave if they get invited to a fancy dress party you know, that is a really important note. You know, someone will say, oh, I'm going to fancy dress, and they get all dressed up in something that is almost like their alter ego. So mm. that can work too. You know, it just needs a, a little bit of time to put into, you know, what you are going to wear, putting, looking at yourself in the mirror, filming yourself on your phone, you know, and just getting to grips with what you feel really comfortable in. But it does take some time. Yeah, brilliant. Jose? Be very quiet, Rachel. Thank you so much because I'm in there's so much to unpack. So I'll tell you briefly. Okay, I'm, I'm going through my second marriage, uh -huh. and the difference, apart from the nationalities and everything else, from my first wife to my second wife, which I think has got a lot to do. My first wife, she was Spanish from the north, and her parents were Germanic, if you like, and Swedish from the north. Of that part of the world and then my current wife she's colombian so based on everything that you've said you know i didn't know what i didn't know so i yeah. thought i was buying clothes that would work for me mainly based on how comfortable i felt but then when i met my current wife she used to say to me every time i mean you look like one of uh, well like a cartoon character because my pants potentially my trousers were too baggy or my shirt wasn't matching something exactly. So yeah, just like that. And then I started really becoming more conscious about how I was, you know, dressing because in my mind it was about being comfortable and then I felt confident in them. But now going through this process where I need to, you know, I dress up a bit more, I take care because she's she's educated me, as I said, I didn't know, which is also what you do. You're helping people because sometimes we don't know. 
But then I get to the point, two elements that are key for me. And I'm going to ask you, the balance between being comfortable and actually showing that style, that is one thing. What would you say the right balance is? And then the other, well, let's answer this one and then I'll, I'll, I'm sure there'll be some more. I've got a list of questions for you, so hopefully we'll get time. <laughs> it is very important for everybody. <laughs> so are you, are you saying the difference between being comfortable and being stylish? What, what is the balance in that? What would you say is the balance? Because right now, I'm comfortable with this, but I'm not feeling very stylish. But, you know, for the podcast, I felt, look, I'm just going to do my bottom up and then I'm, I'm comfortable mainly. I wouldn't like to have a jacket today because it's very hot where I am at. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then, well, could at, I be wearing something else? Could I be wearing well, you, a T-shirt? Are you, you going to let her answer? It depends what T-shirt. No, sure, you're no, I know. I just was adding some, some yeah. more in there, some stacks. Yeah, I mean, it. I think it. Look, just because something is stylish, you see, it's interesting that you ask this question: Should it be stylish or comfortable? Actually, the two, uh, the two shouldn't be. You shouldn't be saying, "Oh, something is stylish, so therefore it's not comfortable." unless your experience of wearing something stylish is uncomfortable, if that makes any sense. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah, absolutely. What, what yeah. I'm looking for is that balance because I know there's pieces of clothes that I'm, I'm feeling great and they look good. So but then how, how do you get to that point? Because I've only have a couple, really, well, a couple, maybe five pieces that I love. So do I, do I repeat those or do I need to get more? And those pieces that you love, are they a different fabric from what you normally wear? Because, you know, a lot of this has to do with the fabric. People think, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to wear something stylish, but actually it, maybe it's a little bit too tight or something, you know, something along yes, those lines. Now, it depends on what the fabric is as well, which is getting back to this story of the suit, of people buying off-the-peg suits, but actually then having them altered so that they fit you correctly. And then you'll feel comfortable, but you'll also look stylish. If you buy something that's too small, then obviously you're not going to be feeling comfortable. You know, or if you buy something that's too big, it's the same thing. It's not going to look stylish. And and again, you might think, oh, yeah, well, that's okay because there's lots of room. But it's not actually really a comfortable feeling because it doesn't look so well. Hmm. So, Rachel, great answer. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm still not thinking sure in I my mind. That. <laughs> um, well, you, we, we're getting well, there because the my, my, my next question is: Look, when when I put something on, I look at myself in the mirror, and most of the time, I'm yeah. But then my wife sees me, and it's not so yeah. Uh, so yeah, what what is I, exactly I what's that. going on? What's going on in the eyes of an expert? Because she's helped friends as well to to you know get dressed. I mean, she's got like very good taste. So what are the eyes? And I mean, what is it that you? you're looking for? Well, buddy, I've got so many secrets that I'm not sharing on this call. But yes, Rachel. (laughs) First of all, you must have done something right because she's your wife. So you must have done something and you must have been wearing something pretty good at the time. So I've been very flexible. Whatever she says, I'll try it. Flexible in terms of feedback. Yeah, Jose, try this, try this. You renewed my wardrobe. If you find a a brand that, that fits you well, that you like... And that it that, that it actually fits you. It feels comfortable and it looks well. And everyone, you get compliments when you wear it, and you like it. It's probably a good idea to stick to that 
brand because every single brand has different sizing and they all have different shapes as well. And obviously for men's suiting, you can have a skinny suit, you can have a super skinny, you can have tailored, you know, there's all different si types of fitting. And the, and the, the way to actually discover this is, is trial and error, very much so. Now, if you trust your wife's taste, if you trust her taste and you think that she has the right idea, then the idea probably is to repeat some of the things that you already have. So if you've got a, a particular piece of knitwear that you like and it's from a certain brand, generally you'll find each season they'll do the same sort of thing. They may vary it slightly, but it's unlikely that they'll completely and totally change and become similar to another brand. Generally, season by season, they'll change the color a little bit. They might change a few buttons, but it will be the same kind of fit. So I think that, that that's a good thing. But, you know, it is a question of whether or not you trust the person who, who is giving you the advice. Look, it's, if you want to know something uh, about business, you're not going to go and ask someone poor, are you? You're going to go and ask someone who's very successful so that they tell you successful and, and good tips. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. I yes. think there's – but there's also uh, – Elliot, Elliot K. Elliot yeah. gets very nervous when he's, he doesn't get the chance to speak. Yeah, no, no, I, no. I no, no. I just when it comes to styling, I know, but <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I think, but I think we have to look at this objectively. It, it's like, you know, do you would you, would I turn to Emily, my wife, for advice on what to dress on stage, or would I turn to Rachel? Like, you know, I think it's context driven. Your question because. Anna's probably like when you're going out, she's going, mm, that doesn't look like that does look nice. Or, you know, is it also about the stage? I don't know. Like Emily does the same. I'll put something online like, oh, yeah, I'm the man. I look cool. And she'll be like, mm. <laughs> and then it's like, well, who do you listen to in what situation? Yeah, of course, I listen to my wife. <clears throat> um, yeah. And I think that's important. Right. We have to because that's what we do as a partnership. But also. I might, for example, go to Rachel and Rachel might say, wear this, this and this. And Emily might go, no, I really don't like that. But I would listen to Rachel when it comes down to what to wear on stage. Um, and hopefully Emily's enough of a forgiving person or a partner to go, okay, versus, oh my God, I can't believe you're taking her word over mine. Um, and I think it's, it has to be context driven, the answer to that question. No? Yeah, I think you're right. And I mean, for fear of really throwing the cat amongst the pigeons, I have said this to a number of, of my female clients. Now, okay, so you meet the guy, you're wandering along in your sexy outfit and your heels, the, you see the guy, the guy sees you and he's like, wow, you start dating, you get married, you have children, and you've got other things on your mind. And there's so much going on that you then may end up wearing a gray tracksuit. Not that there's anything wrong with gray but you're wearing the gray tracksuit <laughs> and then you're slobbing around with no makeup on and uh, and this happens with men also you know he's wandering around with the custard that's dripped down his tracksuit bottoms and then he's laying on the sofa with his feet up in the air and then wearing a pair of dirty trainers and so then what happens who who is judging who and what what are we actually doing here are we looking at ourselves and saying yes i'm going to make more of an effort because as a stylist, this is what I require of, of my clients. I just want people to make more of an effort and to feel more confident in what they're wearing and in their own decisions. Because sometimes what happens then is you come home and you say, hey, look at these wonderful clothes I've got. I look really hot and sexy. And your partner looks and thinks, ooh, 
subconsciously, mm, uh, consciously, oh yeah, he looks quite good. Subconsciously, they might think, oh, hey, hey, he looks or she looks maybe just a little bit too good. So this is a whole. I get that all the time. Conversation, yeah, it's very complex, but I do think it's it's really quite important. As I said before, if you see a style and you like that, and you think that that looks great on you, as long as you're not having a great big row at home about what you're wearing, this is the important thing that you trust yourself with your styling. So no more onesies for you, Jose. Yeah, no more onesies. I, I usually like the Cookie Monster, but I don't I don't go online with it. I only use it at home. But <laughs> she gave it to me for winter. Anyway, look, I'm loving this because there's so many different, well, yeah, a variety of nuances here. Um, I like to believe I'm still, I don't like dressing up and actually thinking too much. That's why I keep on looking. I like my brand. It's usually a jacket similar to Elliot's, and then I tend to go with a white, white T-shirt nice. underneath. And then jeans, and I always like to have either white converse or something with a white sole. Nice. And I feel I feel happy doing it. I feel comfortable, and you know, people say, "Yeah, it looks it looks okay." But then my concern is, well, I'm always wearing that, and I've seen some of the my latest uh, speaking gigs. I'm wearing similar stuff. Is that okay. good? Is that bad? Should I change? Look, and I mean, this is for everybody change. out there, by the way, not just for me. You can change it up a little bit. It depends what the belt is. You know, if you've got a belt, if you've got the same belt, maybe you want to look for a little bit, as Elliot was saying before, the detail. The devil is in the detail. You know, even if you get like a, a different type of belt or maybe with the trainers, you know, there's so many different types of trainers now. Maybe just go and try on a different pair. Maybe try some navy ones. That might be quite nice, you know. And same with the jeans. As we know, jeans all change shape. But it depends what shape you're wearing because there's no point running out then and saying, oh, okay, on trend now are these jeans and they're hanging down your bottom, you know, like the jail jean kind of thing. There's no point wearing that if it doesn't really suit you or really fit you. And there is like, there's a very big kind of conversation about if it ain't broke, don't fix it. There is that as well, which I, which I do actually believe in, particularly if you think that you look great and you feel great, mm. you know? Mm. I mean, I, I, I listen to Stephen Bartlett a lot, and he talks about now when he does speaking opportunity, he'll go on a tracksuit. He'll go on his tracksuit. Yes. <clears throat> because he feels that's authentically him. And, and yeah. you know, he, he doesn't want to wear things for the sake of wearing them or, you know, put a suit on because that's expected of him. And he's got rid of his, a lot of his big name brand stuff because he doesn't feel the value of either wearing it or even having it. And I think it goes back to what's authentically you. You talked about who you're dressing for. And, you know, I guess that makes him far more comfortable on stage wearing a tracksuit than he would if he's wearing an Armani suit. I'd rather wear an Armani suit, but that's me. That's my no, choice, <laughs> right? But that's just a choice, right? And I think there's, there's definitely a, a kind of a movement towards casual wear on stage in certain arenas like entrepreneurial arenas, uh, and definitely in the tech space, if you're wearing a suit, they're very wary of you. So they don't. You're, you're actually told if you speak at tech conferences not to wear suits, um, or you're advised to unless you're, you know, from a finance background. So I think there's a lot to be said about wearing what you're comfortable with, um, as well. And I think that's really important as a speaker to put you in the right 
frame of mind to be comfortable. You're not too conscious or subconsciously conscious of what you're wearing, yes. therefore pulling out needless insecurities, right? You know, if I yes. just go with Stephen Bartlett's example, I'm not saying he's he thinks this, or but he might put on a suit and think, I feel like a wanker. So he'll go on stage thinking he feels like a wanker. I'm not saying he said that, by the way, uh, because yeah. he's not wearing something that's authentically him. Um, so I think there's quite an interesting conversation to be had about style, uh, about being comfortable, about being authentic. And the question you started with is, who are you dressing for? But as a speaker, you have to dress for the audience a little bit. You have to show up authentically you as well. So we do have to find the balance. So besides wearing heels um, and things like that, what are some of the other mistakes you find speakers make, Rachel, when they go on stage? Well, as I said, I think I think the main thing is just not taking enough time to, you know, because the thing is we all invest uh, quite a large amount of money in ourselves when, when we're uh -huh. doing things like speaking, when we're doing things like presenting. Maybe the answer would be huh, to hire a stylist. Who? That's the Who, common which mistake. Which stylist would we Maybe. be talking about, Rachel? Hmm. I, don't know <laughs> I can't imagine. <laughs> Jose? Jose, I think Jose would make an excellent stylist with his one button done up. <laughs> But you see also this whole sort of a, um, concept of dressing down now, you know, and of wearing tracksuits and, and things like this. Um, look, it depends which tracksuit, too. You know, someone might mm. be wearing a tracksuit. You know, you get the wrappers. I mean, they're wearing a tracksuit. But actually, when, when you discover the tracksuit is a, a 3,000-pound tracksuit, it's a little bit different, isn't it? Um, yeah. <laughs> and I think it's – do you actually suddenly – if you normally wear suits – and then you suddenly go on stage in a tracksuit. Um, what, what does that? What does that actually mean? You know, this this is the other question. Are you actually, as you've just said, are you being authentic? What is your lifestyle? You know, what do you want to present to the world? How do you want to present today? And of course, the answer to that as well is that it depends what mood you're in as well. You know, because sometimes I'll go out in a skin-tight jumpsuit and a pair of high heels, or sometimes I'll go out in a flared sort of 1950s dress with a little handbag and a kitten heel. It depends where I'm going and what mood I'm in. And I mm. think it's the same thing. You know, if you're presenting, what are you presenting? What do you, what's the topic that you're discussing at that time? So maybe it, it's important to, to have a, a variety of things in your wardrobe that you can wear for certain speaking occasions. Mm. Does That's that help? Uh, yes. Yeah. On, on, that, on that very note, Rachel, because I was going to ask you, how can I actually then, for people out there listening to this as well, how can they align their dressing style with their topic and uh, yeah, what, what they tend mood. to speak about and who they are exactly as a speaker. But before we dive into that one, there is uh, this thing that we tend to say, for instance, when we're creating a showreel for a speaker, what kind of a speaker do you want to be? And people say, imagine, I want to be a 10K speaker, a 20K speaker. So you will need a 20K speaker type of showreel that elevates you, that shows you to that level. So what would you say a speaker that wants to get paid 20K per gig should dress up like? Well, dress up, should dress Me. like, yeah. What kind of style should they have? Or, you see you see where I'm coming from? I'm I heading to that level. Coming. So, yeah, yeah, how do I want to be perceived? All of those questions. Where, I guess, where is the secret, you know, that will work for that speaker <laughs> if they're looking for the 20K, the 30K, the 40K? 
Do you know what's really interesting? When you think about people like Tony Robbins, you know, what he was wearing when he first started, what did we all think of Tony Robbins wearing? Now, I, you know, funnily enough, when I think about it, I can't actually remember. I think he might have been wearing something shiny, like a shiny sort of suit of the day. He may have been. Can you remember what he was wearing? I wasn't. I, I, I think I wasn't in the industry when he came out. So yeah, I, I mean, know. I think you know when you look at you look at a lot of these things. Now, years. you've got your classic blue suits. Now, the blue is always a navy blue or or kind of like any sort of blue like that is is um it shows loyalty and it shows stability. If you have a navy blue suit, now you could either wear a shirt underneath it, a white shirt. Or you can wear a T-shirt, as long as it's a good quality shirt. You could wear something like that, and then you could wear a navy blue trainer. And then you could add a little bit of a detail of a color with a colored belt. But the colored belt needs to be something like an emerald or a red or an orange or that kind of like Italian flavor to it. What I think is really important, it's not so much, oh, I want to be a 20K speaker or I want to be a 30K speaker. I think the, the important thing is getting back to the same thing, as I said before, the originality of your dress. Because what you're doing is you're promoting your idea idea and yourself it's not so much that you're promoting to get you're you're talking about the other end you know a, a 20k or a 30k what we're doing at this moment is we're making a path to show yourself and so it's again we're getting back to i'm repeating myself the fact that you need to be who you are you know because there's no point if you go out and you you buy a gucci suit yeah, okay, you're going to go out and buy a Gucci suit, and then you're going to say, well, okay, because I'm wearing a Gucci suit, now I'm going to be a 100K speaker. It's not necessarily so. It may not suit you, that suit. You can give so it there, to me you know, So the answer, again, is the same thing. I'm being tricky, but it, but that really is the answer. The answer is to find your own identity before you do any of these things, 20, 30, 40, 50, as long as you're promoting your authentic self. That's where you'll make the money. And I guess it's also honoring... I just want to highlight this bit, which I thought was beautiful as well for everyone else listening out there. It is a path to discovering yourself, I think you said, or to finding yourself, and that's very powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And what I wanted yeah, to I mean, add I'm not is... trying not to answer the question, but it, it is the it keeps coming back to the same That's thing, it. you know, very much yeah. like when when Elliot is coaching you to 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 be a motivational speaker, you have to speak your truth. There's no point looking at someone else and saying, all right, I'm going to be like them. And bing, here I am. Hey, everyone <laughs> will see through that. And it's the yeah. same thing with your clothing. You just need to take time. And what I wanted to add what I'm hearing, it's also you've got you've got to honor who you are, which means your body shape, your skin color. You've got to yeah. work with what you've got and stop wishing what you don't have. And you know, yes. and I think what I'm hearing you say is part of honoring yourself is learning what works for you, your shape, your your skin color, yeah. even your accent. Right, what helps magnify you for what you are now, not what you wish yes. to be. Yes. And do you find sometimes people dress for what they wish to be versus who they are now? 
I think that uh, the, the common mistake is them not wanting w what they wish to be, but wanting to be someone else. That's the main problem. Right. They're looking at others and wanting to be like that. Now, like I said earlier, you know, if you, if you want to have advice, obviously you're going to ask a specialist for the advice. And it's the same thing with, with the clothing. You actually need to do some experimenting with yourself and you need to take some expert advice and you need to try these things out and then see what fits. Who knows? You may end up wearing a bright yellow shirt that you would never have worn. But actually, if you think that bright yellow shirt looks fantastic and you're really feeling it, you're going to be a lot more on point than you are if you're wearing, you know, maybe something that you would have worn before, like a wishy-washy kind of olive-colored shirt. Sounds wow. bonkers, I know, but, you know... No, it, it sounds it's very really, interesting. It, it's all about being confident. It's all about feeling like you really own what you're wearing. I love this. I well, love as, this. You, as you were saying that, Rachel, thank you so much. Sorry, He's imagining himself in yellow underwear. No, I didn't. No, I don't. Well, we, we're supposed to do that in Venezuela. There's a tradition, yellow underwear to welcome the new year. But this is not the See, case. I was thinking, I'm not as racist. You were saying, <laughs> as you were saying this, Rachel, I picture myself with like a very shiny red jacket with a, with a black collar, something like that. So and you, it's very different to the colors I usually wear. But I felt in my mind, I felt really comfortable actually walking on a stage like that. So there is something in there, absolutely, to go into that uniqueness of each one of us. Look, another way with with colours, you know, a lot of get a lot of people get quite frightened by colour. Although at the moment there is a sea of colour in all the stores, so that's a good thing. But one thing with colour is if you stand, as long as you're by a mirror that is a daylight-adjusted mirror, uh, i.e. you can see in daylight, if you hold the colour up directly underneath your chin, under your jawline, you can then, when you look in the mirror, you can see the difference, the effects of colour make on your skin complexion. So, so that's know, why you do that. You know, and, and all the rest of it. But actually, you know, if you get an item of clothing and you hold it, like you've just done with doing up your collar there, you've made a very different look than if you've got your skin showing. Yeah? So, yeah, you see, look at the difference of Elliot now with the black directly under the jawline is completely different than your skin tone. Yeah? So mm. this is something, you know, just, just as a quick top tip, if you're going to wear something that's, that's a color, that's a bright color, hold it up underneath your chin, look into the mirror and have a look around your eye area and around the mouth area and see the effect of the shade throwing up against your face. Wow, I mean, that is definitely next level advice, Rachel. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> Thank because you very much. Yeah, because those are the things I can look at, you know, because otherwise I look at myself in the mirror. Yes, no, based on what? So I'm loving that. Thank you. Well, well you led beautifully thing, you know, into the next section. I was going to yes. say, because um, the, ne the next section, I was going to say, what are three tips that people can do? Uh, to, so we talked about what not to do, and you've already beautifully led into that. So if you want to give a couple more, I'd love to hear a couple more. But my next really quick question is, have you ever looked at someone like Jose and gone, oh, no, I can't help them. Sorry, I'm out. Here's your refund. I'm gone. No, I'm joking. Why, why, why don't you have to because <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah. who else would I say that uh, but on a serious <laughs> note what are a couple of extra tips people can do um, okay top tips <laughs> look at him giggling 
I missed I missed this podcast so much. Valerio was on holiday. I was working, of course, like some of us do, and I missed it. I missed. Yes, it's about proportions. Okay, yes, it's about proportions. These stores these days, everyone wants to sell everything. Okay, so they're going to help you. People like Mossbros, even. You know, if you're wearing a suit, the right length of jacket. If you're short, you don't wear a really long jacket because what's going to happen is you've got your short, and then you've got a long jacket, which is then ending up below your waistline and then all it looks like is a long long body with some little legs underneath so the proportions of your clothing are really important the length of your jacket the fit of your jacket whether it be boxy or whether it be fitted on you these are the things that you need to look for even in simple stores like marks and spencers if you go in there and you have a look at the suits they'll say tailored slim fit skinny fit try on all those different jackets and see the proportions of your body whether it's making you look taller or whether it's making you look shorter so that's a really big thing as well same thing with jeans there are so many jean departments now you can just go in and you can try on lots and lots of jeans you know try on the ones that you know that maybe you haven't tried before so that's another top tip try to push yourself out of your comfort zone just a few times just to see if something different happens that actually resonates with you and that you actually like yeah that's amazing so that's another top tip love it love it jose before we wrap this up and allow rachel to go back to her normal day and doing the amazing i want to be the weekly one who comes on (laughs) you know what there's probably room for the weekly stylist tip i don't know i I mean are you available every monday between three and five questions Hey, yeah, yeah. Style. I, I could be the agony style aunt. <laughs> yeah, well, that could be very dangerous territory to enter if you become the agony style aunt. Um, but yeah, there's certainly probably a room for style suggestion of the week or the month. I we could certainly talk about that good. offline. I think that'd be really nice. I'm thinking we should also incorporate joke of the week. I think that'd be quite funny, Jose, that we all bring a joke. Joke of the week. And, <laughs> you know, to kind of have a section. Today's joke of the week is, but we can talk about that again offline. So, Rachel, um, how do people reach out to you? Where do they go? Please plug away your Instagram, your TikToks, the lot, your website, your bank Thank account you. details, the lot. No, don't do that. Thank but, you, you. Know. So my, my Instagram page is rachelgoldstylist underscore. And my TikTok is Rachel Gold Stylist. And I give lots of top tips. I style both men and women. I'm going to be having some courses coming up, which will be all about how to declutter your wardrobe. How to, for men styling, I'm going to be doing decluttering your wardrobe and also how to create the capsule wardrobe so that every time you open your wardrobe, every single piece goes with every other piece. Oh, yeah. So that's going to yeah. be fantastic. Guys. Like yin and yang, baby. <laughs> awesome so just repeat those handles again for us please so it's rachel gold stylist and it's r-a-c-h-e-l gold stylist underscore for my instagram and also for my tiktok it's rachel gold stylist again r-a-c-h-e-l gold stylist and your website and the website is rachelgoldstyles.com <laughs> stylist underscore stylist styles excellent <laughs> Jose any final thoughts any last words before we wrap this up well it's not going to be a last thought so I've got so <laughs> much in here still that I want to unpack so I want to talk to Rachel 
Rachel, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for Thank everything. You. Look, I think a final bit. What would you recommend? Because nowadays we tend to be online a lot. Uh, what we cover would be like, you know, how to dress up fully when you go out there on the stage. But then what would be your best tips, even if you give us two or three, and then we wrap up and say goodbye to you for online stuff? Again, what you've done is very clever today. Very clever. You've got a great color. You've done the top button up. What Elliot's done is also, it's an interesting look because he's got a light color underneath a dark jacket. I do not suggest wearing black. I think oh. that black is very harsh for most people. There you go, look. <laughs> hey, hey, yay, come on. Navy, shiny Navy. baby. Go away, black jacket. That's it. It's, it's on the <laughs> shit list now. Navy blue is always a good one. A shirt, leave it open a little bit. If you're wearing a collared shirt, a smartphone shirt, a button-down shirt can be very good also. With T-shirts... Okay. Make sure, if you're very chesty, okay, if you've got a V-neck, a slight V-neck, that's a very good look as well, yeah? Because then you're going to see a little bit more skin directly underneath your chin. Oh, you would recommend V-neck, okay. Interesting. Just not too low, because otherwise you're going to look like you're naked. And then people will see your hair. That. <laughs> yeah. But no, the what Elliot had was great. You know, that's a really good look. You wear a jacket and then you wear something underneath the jacket. Very good. But not yeah. black, okay. I wear my fluorescent yeah, green. Point. Good no, point. no black, guys. No it's, black. it's too okay. harsh. Okay. okay. Cool. Good point. Thank yeah. you very much. Amazing. Okay. Well, then. Just remember, Amazing. dress to Rachel. your authentic self, guys. Try it out. And girls, same thing. Try out all of these things and find what really fits you. Brilliant. Brilliant. Well, Rachel, thank you. I think Jose is a, a you have a new raving fan. And I'm sure he'll be in um, touch. Yeah, if Rachel, this doesn't happen, you, this doesn't happen with everybody. No, I never, I will never text you. I only connect you with your LinkedIn and now on every other social media handle and you know, messaging your website. You know. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, listen, I, I thank you so much for giving up uh, your time thank to you, share yeah. your knowledge, your expertise with us. And more than anything, to, to everybody out there who's listened to this on LinkedIn, on YouTube, on the various platforms, whenever you're listening to this, please remember this. At the end of the day, there's only one version of yourself. And exactly. when, you are, when you are thinking what to wear, when you're thinking what to put on, remember that you're dressing for yourself. Honor your curves, honor your skin, honor your look, be authentic, be real, and then you will get the opportunities and the response you want that is real. And that comes from Rachel Gold with her gold tip today. Thank you so much, Rachel. Thank, Thank you, you for being with us. Till the next time, people. Thank you for listening to Public Thank Speaking you, Expert Podcast. And go out there and don't only be a great speaker, but... Speak your greatness. Woo, woo, woo. You've been listening to the Public Speaking Experts Podcast with Elliot Kay and Jose Ucar. Follow us on Instagram and join us next week for even more. Remember to always speak your greatness. Subscribe, rate, and comment.